Welcome to Humane Voices, the official podcast of the Humane Society of the United States. Carrie and Austin here again. Carrie, it's so good to be back. We missed you, Austin. We missed yeah. your dulcet tones on the last uh, on the last podcast. I don't know. I don't know how I managed to host that thing without you. Although producer Pat did an excellent job in your stead. Yeah, I was I was wondering. I'm bummed I missed last episode, but I heard that it was a great talk. It was great talk about um, the Save Ralph campaign and about global animal testing. You know, it all went well. Absolutely, it was great. Troy was a great guest, and yeah, that campaign is just going bonkers. It really is amazing watching people sort of respond to it and respond to to Ralph. And if folks haven't seen um, the the Save Ralph campaign, you can check it out at hsi.org/ralph, um, which does not mean Ralph. It means Ralph the Rabbit, which is really it's a very charming video and um, charming but disturbing, and really will make you yeah. think about your consumer choices, which is the whole point. So. Yeah, that's the whole point. And you were saying actually, even before the episode, how much it's just caught on, not only for all the different channels, but you were saying, you know, people, yeah, people were have been responding it to it, you know, like organically on some on other social media platforms like TikTok, where people have been starting their own sort of little uh, things to do with Ralph, um, you know, start of little, little, their own little anti cruelty um different makeup campaigns that they're they're sort of starting off on their own it's it's like taking on its whole whole new life it's very strange it's so interesting watching these things how they take off in social yeah well and, and the message is loud and clear that's obviously making an impact on people so um yeah just like carrie said if you haven't seen it check it out if you're one of the rare ones that haven't seen it check it out on hsi.org slash Ralph. Um, so the agenda for today, we are back this episode talking to Josh Balk, um, vice president of Farm Animal Protection, about a campaign that we're waging in an effort to get chickens and pigs out of cages and crates. This is a single action that will affect the lives of so many animals and you can take it. So we'll listen in here. The question we're always asking, are major food companies really keeping the animal welfare promises that they're making? So without any more delay, Josh Balk, Vice President of Farm Animal Welfare at the Humane Society of the United States. Josh, we are glad to have you on today. It's great. We're to glad to have home. you back. Back. <laughs> Since Again. we're tracking how many times you show up. <laughs> Carrie, if you noticed, I said great to be back on. Yes, you did. Back <laughs> again. I, great I to grace you. <laughs> if, if people aren't sick of me yet, hopefully they're not going to be sick of me at the end of this episode because we got a lot of good stuff to talk about today. Yeah. We do. We'll do we our do. best to make them sick of you by the end of the episode, Josh. All right. Let's <laughs> We're try hard. We all have big goals in life. Let's do yeah. <laughs> Well, let's start right off the bat. So, Josh, tell us about this most recent campaign. How did it come to be? Can you give us a little bit of context? Austin, here's the context. Most egg-laying chickens are confined in small cages about the size of your home microwave. So, let's say you're at home. You look in your microwave. Imagine sticking six or eight chickens in there, Jeez. and they're there for their entire life. Okay, it's bad. We all get it. Mm. All right, now let's look at a mama pig. We can kind of picture what a mama pig looks like. Imagine putting her in a crate so narrow she never can turn around. For her entire life, she's basically forced to live in her coffin for four years. You know, as long as we go to high school, this mama pig never can turn around. Mm -hmm. This is no way to treat an animal. So that's the background about how pigs and egg-laying hens are treated within the factory farming industries. So what do we do about it? One, we pass laws to ban these practices. And the other is we work with food corporations to pledge to eliminate these practices from their supply chain. They say, listen, if we're going to keep buying pork and eggs from you, you've got to get rid of these cages and crates. Now that sets up where we are today. And that is we've gotten all these companies to commit to moving in a better direction. But the question is, 
have they actually done it? Mm-hmm. That's, that's the rub right there. Yeah. So Josh, out of, out of curiosity, like well, we can talk about the specifics of this campaign in a minute, but out of curiosity, do you see any sort of trends in terms of the companies that are and aren't sort of meeting their, meeting their promises? Is the overall trend that once they make a public pledge on this front that they tend to actually pursue it or do, do some of them sort of just sort of sweep it off in the corner and ignore it? Many of them actually are following through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it perhaps is surprising which ones are doing it. Companies like Jack in the Box, Arby's, Taco Bell, McDonald's, you know, these companies aren't known for yeah. enacting and even following through with their animal welfare policies. But when it comes to at least getting chickens out of cages within their egg supply, they're following through. That's Those great. companies are all either 100% cage free or taking tangible steps forward to get there. Mm-hmm. So yes, mainstream companies are following through with their public promises to switch to cage-free. Some, some others are not. Uh, and here's what we have to do at the Humane Society of the United States, and here's what our, our members, we ask them to join us on doing, is holding companies accountable. Because mm-hmm. there's one thing to publicly pledge yeah. to help animals within their supply chain. It's another thing to actually do it. Yep. It's easy to talk the talk, yeah. less easy to walk the walk. And yet some people are managing to, some companies are actually managing to walk the walk and doing it really well. Right. A- absolutely. And, and ironically enough, all we're asking to do is allow animals to be able to walk. Mm. So, yeah. Jeez. I mean, it, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like we want chickens to be able to spread their wings. We want a mama pig to be able to walk. And yeah. so, yes, companies should walk the walk to allow the animals to walk. Yeah. That should just be a baseline what all food companies should do in our society. So in this most recent campaign, Josh, with a particular company that hasn't been keeping up with its promises, what's happening there? That particular company is IHOP, my friend. Uh, it's really disappointing. So IHOP years ago publicly pledged with, and asked us to promote it, which we gladly did, is that they will eliminate gestation crates in their supply chain, they will no longer authorize their suppliers to continue to treat their animals in this way. The mama pigs unable to turn around for their whole life. They said, listen, we're going to get rid of this practice in our supply chain by 2020. So that's for their bacon. That's for their sausage. You know, Mm -hmm. these are emblematic food items at IHOP, right? And so what happened when 2020 rolled around? We reached out to them and said, hey, okay, you pledged to do it. Where are you on this? And they came back and said, oh, you know, we've taken a few steps. We haven't gone there yet. Okay, well, we reached back and said, okay, but what's your plan to get to that, that finish line that you publicly pledged to get to? And silence. Hmm. Not only silence, it, when it comes up to actually fulfilling the plan, know what they did? They removed their plan from their website. So no longer do they even have a plan on their site to, to actually get rid of these pigs out of gestation crates. And so IHOP also, by the way, is located in California. And as you all know, and the listeners know, California passed Proposition 12 just a few years ago, strongest law for farm animals in the world related to pigs. It bans the sale of pork from operations using gestation crates and it's criminal animal cruelty to do so. So IHOP is so far behind many other companies that are moving a better direction and their own state says this type of practice is so bad it's criminal animal cruelty and yet they have failed to follow through and that's why we believe it's so critical to hold them accountable 
Josh, that's so interesting about them being California based. I mean, is, has anyone, I mean, it sounds like they're actually in violation of the law. So what they're doing is they're going to follow the law for within California location. Mm. And, but suppliers and, elsewhere. Yeah, but, but, but what about their locations in, in different parts of the country? Mm. They're, not, they're not doing anything there. And, and so the basic idea is this. They know, like any food company knows, if, if their customer saw an image of a pig in a gestation crate and said, hey, welcome to IHOP. This is where our bacon and, and sausage come from. I have customers would be appalled mm-hmm. and leave the restaurant probably. And so I have news this yet in spite of that, they're still just trying to hide the fact that they have failed to move on an issue that is just as bad of a problem as severe as the cruelty exists within factory farming. So right now it is key that we shine a spotlight on high hop for failing to follow through with its policy, not only for them, but also to set the precedent, like listen, companies, if you're going to make public pledges, we're going to make sure you follow through. And that's what we're hoping people do today is help us let the company know we're all taking this very seriously. Yeah. And it seems like, I don't know, you, we just mentioned earlier in the episode, it's not like other large companies are struggling to keep similar commitments on their dockets, right? We're not asking too much of IHOP. And, and like you said, you're even offering, you were offering assistance to promote and help you know come up with with different strategies to make sure that they hit their goals so we're not asking too much are we factory farming is so bad that just think about it the ask is can the animals turn around yeah like can you imagine like that's how bad it's gotten in our country in the meat industry where the basic request is to allow animals animal scientists find as smart as dogs animals who are inquisitive who who are social creatures. All we're asking is they able to turn around. Why should this be a big ask? Mm-hmm. Like what type of moral spectrum do companies operate in that they feel like they don't even want to do that? Like how low do they view animals that they even think that much is too, it's too much to ask. You know, that's shameful, but I got to tell you what gives me hope though, is that for most ordinary Americans, they agree with us. This is a basic request. Every time we do a ballot measure out in Florida and Arizona, California, Massachusetts, where people vote to ban these practices, they always do. They always vote on our side. Democrats, Republicans, independents. In in a country that is polarized in politics the way it is, we actually come together when it comes to farm animals to ensure at least we can agree that farm animals ought to be able to turn around. So that is a good thing. That's why I feel hope that the ordinary American, we're all aligned with them. It's an outlier company like IHOP. That's a shame, but, but you know what? We'll get them, we'll get them eventually. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, the hope also seems to me, Josh, that I mean, it, some of their competitors are clearly illustrating that this can be done. It, mm-hmm. it certainly can be done. Uh, it should be done. Uh, practically should be done. Morally, it should mm-hmm. be done. Uh, it, it comes to the fact of you know, whether people at the company will do it. You know, companies are, are, you know, we kind of think just brands, you know, we think of of just the images of a a brand like an IHOP logo, but every brand is made up of individual people who make decisions at the company. And so it's coming down to those people who work at the company actually making a decision. Yes, we want to continue this practice, which is shameful, or if we can persuade them, you know, like it's turned out to be a really bad thing that we've been exposed 
for, for not being honest and, and failing to fulfill our policies, maybe we should reverse ourselves. So that's what we're hoping to do. Let's get them to reverse themselves and actually follow a path that I think by the end they'll be proud to do. And that's improve the, the lives of the animals who are currently being raised and killed for IHOP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So even unfortunately, I mean, the honest truth about m- many businesses is that many might not be morally motivated or ethic, you know, more morally for this type of thing, but they are definitely consumer motivated. And so when it comes to an, a campaign like this, what can the consumer, what can people do to help this campaign? I appreciate you asking. People have a lot of power here and you are right, Austin they care certainly about what the public feels about them because the public is their customers. Mm -hmm. And so what the public can do is, hey, IHOP has a Twitter feed. IHOP has a Facebook feed. When I'd ask everybody watching, go there and respectfully, with with respect and and, and professionality, call them out though. Mm -hmm. Call them out. On, on not fulfilling their animal welfare policies. Call them out for everyone else to see that to produce IHOP's products, mother pigs are in cages they can't turn around. To produce IHOP's eggs, egg-laying chickens are in cages they can't even spread their wings. Call them out for IHOP actually making the decision to authorize suppliers to continue to treat animals in that cruel and abusive way. Call them out. If we all do this, if you all do this, I am confident that IHOP is going to change its mind. And is there an update already for, for the amount of people that have already spoken out? Well, tens of thousands of people have spoken out. As of this recording, more than 40,000 people yeah, have contacted IHOP. And that doesn't even count everybody who is posted on their Facebook page, who's mm-hmm. tweeted at them. In fact, last time I checked and IHOP and it's April 13th was, was a little time ago and it's been about a week and they haven't posted again on their Facebook page because they've gotten so much negative feedback mm. from customers. And so they're listening. And mm. the fact that they're smart enough to know they don't want to keep posting on Facebook because they're getting this massive backlash from the public about continuing to treat animals in this way, it's showing that they're listening to you. Mm. They're listening to you. That's why I feel like if we keep the pressure up, they're eventually going to do, make a better decision and get these animals out of their cages and crates. And if you don't mind me just saying about egg-laying hens as an example, you know, chickens are fascinating animals. I mean, these are animals who, to clean themselves, they dust bathe, just like you would see like a sparrow, maybe like a dirt patch on the side of the road. You know, to sleep, they perch. That's how, that's how hens sleep. Just like you might see robins perching on a tree. They lay eggs in a nesting area. And they guess what? They don't need to be taught that. That's just part of who chickens are. They know to lay eggs in a nesting area. And you know what? Overall, though, and they can't do this in the egg industry, of course, because the eggs aren't hatched. But in the natural world, chickens are great mothers. That's mm-hmm. why when, when there's someone who is a good mother, like the terminology is like, oh, she's like a mother hen. It's like they're such caring, compassionate creatures to each other. Yeah, this is how we treat them in the egg industry to put them in a cage when all they can do in the same single location every day is to eat, sleep, and lay their egg and defecate. That's all they do mm. in the same spot every single day. That is what we've done to these animals. But we are fighting to change that. And getting them out of cages is a big step forward to make sure that their lives are much better off. 
So Josh, the original, what, what IHOP pledged to do um, previously, and what year was that when they made the, the pledge before? So, so they pledged to get rid of gestation crates and supply chain by 2020. Okay, so we're, we're not quite through, well, we're into 2021, and they haven't made, as far as we can tell, barely any headway. So what is our, our actual ask of them now to follow through on those commitments to restate their, when they're going to get this done by? What, what are we actually telling them to do? What we're asking them is to come up with a public and tangible plan to fulfill the promise. How are Listen, they going to get there? How are they going to mm -hmm. get there? They've already broken it. Okay, mm -hmm. let's just accept it. They broke it. But now what we're going to know is knowing that you broke it, how are you going to get there? And don't, I don't want some secret plan. Let, let's, let's be public about it. Let's say what percentage of your pork is going to come from operations that don't use gestation crates. Let's say each and every month, every six months till you get to 100%. How are you going to work with your suppliers to reach that goal that you promised everybody? So just be transparent about it. Like this isn't some covert CIA operations. This is, has to do with just telling your suppliers to get these pigs out of gestation crates. They should be open and honest about how they're going to do it. And Carrie, another thing too on eggs, listen, they're supposed to be 100% cage-free in, in just about three and a half years. And they've barely done anything on that as well. So they have a bad track record of not doing anything and then missing their deadline. Yeah. And so what we want them to do on, on eggs is to do the same thing we're asking on pork is, hey, tell us a plan and how you're going to get there. Because clearly, you not having a, not having a plan before didn't work mm -hmm. on getting rid of gestation crates. So tell us your plan and how you're going to get chickens out of cages within your supply chain, IHOP, and switch to exclusively using cage-free eggs. And, and did the type of difference for these animals is massive, at least in cage-free facilities. They're able to perch and dust bathe, lay eggs in a nest, run around in a barn. It might not be utopia, it might not be a farm sanctuary, but it is a much better housing yeah, environment. It's better than a microwave. <laughs> better than the microwave. It <laughs> yeah. certainly is. It certainly is. So we're just asking for very reasonable things for these companies to do. Yeah, it's a very clear plan and, and a, a great action item for folks who are listening, are as fired up as Josh is. We, we can see it through the screen, um, understandably so, about what you can do to make an impact. Josh, was, were there any, um, any other last words or, or final thoughts that you had on this whole issue? Um, thought it was a really great topic of conversation. Anything that we left off? Sometimes I think probably everyone watching feels helpless at home. You know, they see sad things going on animals on a video. They, you know, they read something terrible. Uh, they, they listen to a, a horrible story about what's happened to animals. And we just feel at home, just like a, a sense of helplessness that we can't do anything. And it just breaks her heart. I've been there. I know that feeling too. What I can promise everybody watching today and listening is that you actually can make a difference here. You can. Reaching out to IHOP on Facebook, on any other social media channel, I promise you they are going to hear you. They are. And they're gonna, they might, you might not be the last voice, but you will be part of the long line of voices that will get them to change. And because of you and so many people like you, they're gonna be an egg laying hen who wakes up in the morning, he isn't gonna be confined in a mm. cage where she can't spread their wings. There's gonna be a mama pig who wakes up in the morning and she actually can walk and mm. she can turn around. Because of you, these animals are gonna have a life 
that actually doesn't revolve around constant pain and suffering. So in this case, you will all make a difference. So let's do this. Let's win this thing. Let's do it. Yeah. And Josh, I think, you know, one thing I think we should mention is the fact that when you say that we can get this done, we've got, we've got a good track record that shows that to be true. I mean, you've already, you know, successfully moved the needle on, on some of these numbers around the number of animals who are kept in intensive confinement. Is that right? You know, Carrie, when, when, when you and I started at the Humane Seminary States, Austin, I know you came a, a little bit later. You're like a big free agent no. signing, like like we brought on like you know LeBron James when he went to the Lakers. Like, <laughs> um, I, when we when 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 I started, it was about one percent of egg laying hens were cage free. Ninety nine percent were were confined in these small cages. Now it's all the way up to nearly thirty percent of the industry is cage free. That represents about a hundred million egg laying hens mm-hmm. who have never know the suffering of being in a cage. Hundred million. And about the same percentage, roughly 30% of mama pigs in the pork industry are not perpetually confined in gestation crates. And they're able to at least walk around and lie down much more comfortably, socialize with other pigs. So we are moving in a good direction. We're going to win. I know we are. It's a matter of time. But it doesn't happen just because we hope for it. We have to wage campaigns and win them. And that's what this campaign is. And we need everyone's help to win this for the animals. The needle will move, but the needle has to be pushed. Yes, mm. we, need, we need to push the needle. We really do. All right, Josh Balk, Vice President of Farm Animal Protection at the Humane Society of the United States. That's all we have for today's show. Uh, you can make the difference. You can push that needle. To find out more info on how to keep major companies accountable, even at the baseline of letting these animals walk around freely, please you know where to find us, humanesociety.org. You can make that change. See you next time on Humane Voices, and thank you for listening.